It's Marley from the Energy Boutique with your energy and ascension forecast for Sunday, January 15th to Saturday, January 21st. So last week we had a pretty powerful week of lots of solar flares. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but a lot of that was contributed to a moving out of that full moon and cancer energy that had many of us just pushed to the absolute brink of our emotions and B preparing for Mars to go direct, which of course he did yesterday on the 12th. This whole week was a buildup towards the last quarter moon in Libra that we have yet to experience as we are talking here in the live chat Friday evening. We will actually have our last quarter moon in Libra very late Saturday evening. And if you are a Moon Guide subscriber, you would know that this last quarter moon in Libra is a full completion point of trying to balance the scales between our heart and head, between our inner realm, our outer realm, and between our conflicts where some not so nice thoughts and feelings have come out of our relationships. Now, even further than that, this is taking us back to the fall equinox when we entered into Libra season, because of course that was a karmic chapter all in itself. And we're still very much in Capricorn season, wrapping up this karmic cycle since the solstice as well. So anytime that we have a very pivotal point, I would say in the lunar cycle, it kind of ties things all together and wraps things up and puts a pretty little bow on it. Of course, it doesn't feel so pretty. It comes with a lot of conflict, a lot of tension that we should be feeling right now. And a lot of that, again, is due to Mars going direct. Now we still have Mercury in a retrograde. We'll talk about that in just a second. But the buildup is realistically going to push indecision, push passive aggressiveness, push extremes in our emotions, in our mental plane, in our circumstances, because Libra and energy, although is all about finding balance and peace and harmony, we do so by recognizing where those elements are non-existent in our lives. So we're definitely going to be diving into that energy and watching that energy build so what do we got going on this week? Well, it is the last week, the last days, if you will, of both Capricorn season, thankfully, and Mercury being retrograde, super thankfully. So we will have Mercury go direct on the 18th. And, you know, if you listen to the 2023 energy forecast that I put out there breaking down this whole entire year, you would know that it's pretty special of an event. I think I talked about it in January's energy forecast as well, but it's a pretty special event that we're having here. Mars went direct eight degrees, eight minutes of Gemini energy. We have Mercury who rules over Gemini energy going direct at eight degrees, eight minutes of Capricorn energy. This is very, I'm going to say coincidental, although, you know, we don't believe in coincidences over here, is a divinely scripted event to have Mars who rules over our physical energy, our passion, our drive, our desires, even our anger, which we're going to talk about in depth and in length here in this session here today. Um, you know, really eager to go out in the world and to start, you know, exerting himself and, and forcing ourselves out in the world to create opportunities instead of just sitting back and allowing things to, you know, flow to us or, you know, chance that they may flow to us. Mars is pretty frustrated after having been retrograde for all this time and kind of stuck in the intellectual battlefield that Gemini energy is and Gemini energy, of course, you know, very divided, very dualistic. It's represented by the twins for a reason. And then to have Mercury, ruler of the mental plane, and this Gemini energy go direct in Capricorn energy, which is the great manifester of the Zodiac, you best believe at eight degrees and eight minutes that we are going to have these two very powerful inner planets that have a huge impact on us working in tandem to actually bring to life some of the ideas that we have been kind of, you know, debating between 
bring to life some of the key foundation cornerstones of the long-term goals and visions and dreams that we've been very much looking forward to actually, you know, moving forward to pursue. And we're going to see this little bit of a opportunistic window of time where we get to take action, make moves, see a little bit more progress and productivity than we've seen in quite a long time. But I know caution, like I mentioned in my other forecasts, we're realistically not in a time of action right now where we're at in the calendar. It's a very introverted time, a time of rest, a time of reflection, a time of recalibration, realignment, rejuvenation. We technically aren't supported in making big moves or, or taking big steps in the path forward until, you know, we enter into the new astrological calendar, which of course doesn't begin until late March. So, you know, we are going to get this burst of energy. We are going to see things kind of rapidly kind of move forward here. And then it's just going to stall out, die out very quickly. So, you know, here's your warning. Don't get too disappointed when, you know, the fizzle fizzes out. Um, don't get too discouraged when you can only make so many moves until you hit another roadblock or, or brick wall, so to speak. Um, but having Mercury go direct is always a good thing because it means that we're no longer, you know, stuck reflecting back onto the past. We're no longer having to, you know, be surprised with new information and details that just emerge out of nowhere is changing our perspective and understanding. Um, it means that there's no more communication errors. However, we are going to be in a post shadow period for two weeks. So we do have to be a little bit cautiously aware about that. I'm going to talk about the effects, not only on our physical health, but on our external realms here, uh, that Mercury being retrograde has kind of created this time around. And of course, Mercury goes direct. We have like one full day of, of Mercury being direct while still in Capricorn energy. On the 20th, the sun moves into Aquarius. And then on the 21st, we have our new moon in Aquarius. And again, at one degree, 33 minutes, which is I think the third new moon that we've had in this particular lunar cycle at one degree, 33 minutes, which is kind of indicative that we are, you know, being presented with a clean slate, a brand new foundation, a new opportunity, if you will, to set the tone for the next two years. And typically speaking, it's going to be a cluster F of energy, I will say, at the end of this week, because we have, we already have Mars just rearing to go, right? We're agitated, we're frustrated, we have impulse, we have passions, we have desires that we can't act upon. So there's all this pent up energy and aggression. And then Mercury goes direct and our heads are going to be all kind of spacey and dizzy and coming and going and piecing things together, but still kind of confused. And then the sun who shines a bright light on what it is that we need to kind of focus on will be shifting out of the earth energy of Capricorn that has been very low, very slow, very heavily weighted into do lists and responsibilities and just, I don't know, it just feels a little bit soul crushing if I'm being honest. And then the sun shifts into Aquarius energy, which is the highest octave of our intelligence. It is literally the highest octave of our higher minds that connect to the higher realms of intelligence that download us with information, with ideas, with inspirations in order for us to kind of grasp a vision on what it is that we need to be pursuing as far as, you know, our calling goes. And, you know, this is definitely going to get the wheels turning. We are pushing the boundaries of our comfort zone. We're thinking outside of the box in Aquarian energy. Um, we become a little bit more independent than, than what it is that we have been doing. We kind of get a second wind, if you will. Um, we recognize in Capricorn season all of the blockages, all of our limitations, everything that's holding us back. And in Aquarius energy, we kind of set out to liberate ourselves from those particular blockages and restrictions. And we want to free ourselves from the duties, from the roles, from the responsibilities. And there is 
is, you know, this, this awareness that there are some things that we're still going to have to do that suck the life out of us. But where can we reinvent ourselves? Where can we reinvent the process? Where can we add a little bit of spice in these mundane tasks and chores? Where can we, you know, reinvent how it is that we move through our day and how we tackle some of the issues and topics and themes that have been very weighted and restricting on our lives, on our heart space, on our head space. But, you know, the sun gets all, gets, gets us all excited. We're forward thinking because Mercury's now direct. We have, you know, the get up and go to want to take action because of Mars. And then we're in the dark phase of the moon. And the dark phase of the moon is no time. There is no time like the dark phase of the moon to hurry up and stay still. Okay, this is not a time of action at all. As we approach a new moon, there is no light in the sky. We have to sit in the darkness and the stillness. We have to kind of sit in the funk. We have to realize what it is that we no longer want to experience in order to create a framework for the new moon for us to set intentions under so that we can start this brand new two-year cycle that is being gifted an opportunity it gifted us with an opportunity to kind of start fresh at the one degree. So this is like a really kind of weird dynamic of energy coming at us here this week. And there's multiple aspects taking place over the course of this week that I'm going to take a time out and kind of talk about as well, because I think that they're, you know, worthy of a favorable mention. Um, and there's a lot of patterns and cycles that I've noticed that we're currently in that are not only clashing, but they're overlapping at the same time with opposite energies. And this can feel very confusing. Now, the weight of Capricorn season is, oh my goodness, I think we've all had about enough. Um, yeah, it's very karmic in nature. Yeah, that comes with a true sense of, of, you know, responsibility and duty to, you know, get our shit together and put things in order for us to start like building towards our long term goals here. But I mean, you know, if I could figure out where to buy some F's, that would be a beautiful thing because I am so depleted on F's to give that I could care less about planning right now. I'm just trying to get through the day. And within that day, some days I'm just trying to get through the hour, the half hour, the minute, the 15 minute. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can't think that long term because it almost puts you in a state of paralysis. And I want to talk about that in a, in, in a minute here, too. Well, I may as well talk about it now. Um. I, I am moving into the homework section here, but I may as well throw this in and tie this in. Um, I want to thank you guys for all the feedback that y'all had given me on my little bit of a disappointment rant last week when I went on about how kind of disappointed I was, how not that many people took advantage of the 2023 energy forecast that I put out, you know, breaking down the whole entire year and the highs and the lows and everything in between. Because what you all kind of illuminated me to is the fact that it has been such a freaking shit show for so many years now that People aren't really comfortable to look that far ahead. They don't have the energy. They don't have the want, need, their desire. Many people are still kind of stuck in survival mode. Many people are just struggling to get through the day. And I get it. And I, I really appreciate those of you that reached out and just kind of said, you know, like people are busy and it's great content and people will come around to it when they need to. But we're coming into a new year and, you know, things are overwhelming and some people just aren't ready and prepared to think that long term. And and I want to thank you for that because I get it. I totally get it now. And I'm feeling the same way in, in my life right now. Like I just mentioned, like I really don't care about planning for the long term. I just want to get through today. Um, but having that perspective and apply it to, you know, the content that I put out, I get it. And I, and I want to thank you for those of you that offered me that perspective that really kind of helped. And I do trust that the information is out there and those that want it and need it will find it. And those that are not prepared for it right now, doesn't mean that they won't be prepared for it long term. I'm just somebody that even though I don't want to think long term or I don't want to plan long term, I, I, I prefer to know what it is that we're facing long term. I, I'm an information junkie. I want to know all that there is to know so that I can allow that to kind of 
be on the back burner as I'm trying to make plans for my life. So I guess that's kind of where the disappointment come in, because sometimes I figure to myself, well, why wouldn't everybody want all the information? But again, having the perspective that some people are, you know, their heads are full, they can't take any more information. I understand that now. So I want to thank you so much for offering me that perspective. I also want to thank you just for being here, for tuning in, for liking, for sharing, for commenting, for jumping over and supporting me on Patreon, even though it's a cluster F over there and there's glitches and censorship that I haven't figured out yet. And, you know, I just want to thank you for the ongoing patience and support as I figure out why I am being kind of, I don't even, I feel ridiculous to even say that I'm being censored because I watch some other channels that talk about things and have, have really disgusting content and it's still out there for the public eye. So I have no clue why I would even, you know, be marked or flagged or, or, you know, be attacked for what it is that I have to say, but you know what? It's real. At first I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just looking into things. No. No, 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 it's actually real. And I haven't quite figured it out yet. But nonetheless, I'm going to continue doing what I got to do because y'all are just so great and support me and continue just to tell me that, you know what, you guys see it too. So I haven't figured it all out yet. I know that, you know, I, I put out a poll to my Patreon uh, subscribers a couple weeks ago on whether we should stay on Patreon or move to my own website. And a lot of people voted for my own website. But as I started kind of piecing together all that would have to happen in order for me to kind of replicate what I've been doing on Patreon on my website, man, is that a lot of work that I just don't know if I have the time, the energy, the capacity, mental capacity in order to dive into. So I'm still not quite sure on what to do about that. But I want to thank you for the ongoing support. Nonetheless. Um, I also want to thank you for all the love and support that you gave me last week when I kind of got a little bit real, a little bit vulnerable with, you know, just not having it in me to do these Ascension forecasts, especially last week. It was a tough, tough week for me. Um, but, you know, I did I, I, I was trying to be open to, to seeing how Saturdays would work and not very many people enjoy the Saturdays. And to be honest with you, I had maybe a quarter of my viewers on Saturdays opposed to my Friday night. So I guess what I'm getting at is we're going to continue with Friday nights until I reach another exhausting roadblock where I have to, you know, maybe reschedule here and there. Um, so I guess that experiment didn't take too long in order to provide me with the results that I was looking for. Uh, Saturdays just aren't a, a good time for these particular forecasts. And I can accept that. And, you know, I, I really enjoy my Friday night date night with all you guys. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for being here, spending your time, your energy with me. And hopefully I will be able to continue up with this energy, with this momentum and, and continue to do the Friday nights like I've always been doing. Um, but to know that y'all are just so loving and so supportive to know that if I have to kind of quit, I shouldn't say quit, reschedule, quit the Friday night, reschedule it to fr to Saturdays or another day that you all would be so patient and, and understanding about that. So I just want to thank you for that as well. Um, the last thing that I kind of want to talk about, I want to talk about the fact that I've been working my way through the 2023 year ahead appointments that I had taken on. It was very limited in that spacing because they're very long. They're very, very freaking long um, sessions. Been working my way through it. Still have a couple left to go. So if you haven't received your year ahead reading thus far, you should be getting it over this next week. Um, I am terribly behind on a lot of things. Um, and I, I definitely bit off more than I can chew trying to book all of these sessions and, you know, in the midst of this move and craziness and everything else. So I do apologize for those of you that are still waiting on that. Um, like I said, we're heading, heading into, you know, the middle of January. I was hoping to have all of that done by then, but I have not. So 
I apologize for that. They're on their way. And of course, I took on regular bookings for, you know, my January, February schedule, um, added more appointments on the latter end, just because they all went so fast, and I felt super bad. And then what I'm realizing is, is that I'm really struggling with my voice. And I think I've mentioned this a couple of times, if you've been with me for a while, you would know that I do struggle with my voice. Um, when I had my near death experience, they totally stripped the vocal cords out of my throat, trying to innovate me. And, uh, <clears throat> for somebody who does a lot of talking, my voice is just, you know, just not as strong as I wish I would be. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because I'm working on a chat reading feature and, uh, this is going to help me be able to a offer, you know, shorter appointments, more affordable appointments to address, you know, one question, one focus, and it's going to help me kind of save my voice a little bit. And um, I'm hoping to be able to launch uh, this chat feature publicly over the next week or so. I do have a couple of you already scheduled in to kind of um, help me work out the bugs and of course address your concerns as well. But if you are interested in getting a notification when this chat feature is ready, please just go to my website, go to the contact info, drop me a little line there so that I have your interest. I have your email. I'll make up a list. And when that is ready to go, you will get the link before it goes public. I'm hoping that it's going to be a, a good in-between so that I can still offer guidance without having to book like three months out because that. I know that must be frustrating for anyone looking for guidance now. And it's frustrating for me because I don't like booking that far into the future. Anything can happen. And I and I hate kind of making that kind of commitment and taking people's money and getting people's hopes up and then having something horrible happen. And uh, and so I would prefer not to have to book that far out and still be able to provide guidance. So I'm hoping that this chat feature is going to be the best of both worlds. So I just wanted to let you all know that I'm working on that as well. OK, so, yes, we're going to talk about the ascension symptoms, but I also have a little bit. Well, I have a couple of rants to go on and they all kind of piece in together. And I thought it would be a good time to kind of talk about it. So last week we had all of these solar flares pop off. Now I'm going to, I'm going to recommend to you if you want to go and actually like get notified of all of these things popping off of our sun, go to uh, space weather live. It's an app. You'll get all of the updates and you know what? It might drive you crazy because some days it's like, zzz, yeah, another flare. Zzz, yeah, another flare. Zzz, yeah, another flare. Okay, well, last week we talked about how there was all kinds of hype of, of you know, fakers out there saying, oh, this is the biggest solar flash we have. This is the grand solar flash. Prepare for it. Prepare for it. And as you may know by listening to me, I don't buy into that stuff. It ain't time for that. We have a couple of years to go. Now, granted, yeah, the solar cycle that we're in is increasing in the solar flares and the, you know, the mass injections coming off the sun. It's supposed to. We're in boot camp. We are preparing our energetic bodies for the great solar flash that's coming at us in a couple of years. So yeah, we're supposed to be seeing an increase in these particular, you know, solar events. Now, there's a lot of talk out there about how this is, you know, the influence of Planet X or Nibiru, right? Now, you can read into that what it is that you want. There's a lot of information out there. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there. But the whole name of the game of where it is that we're at in this ascension process is trusting your gut, trusting your own intuition. You have to kind of open your mind, bring all the information in, good, bad, or otherwise, sort through it and see what it is that resonates with you. Yes, we're in changing of times. Yes, we're in a powerful solar cycle. Yes, we're having, you know, more and more solar activity. Yes, it is aligned with some pretty amazing astrological aspects. They're all connected. They're all supposed to be. And, you know, you know, my frustration with some of these, you know, quote unquote truthers out there, 
these new age people that are just contaminating this, you know, whole new age spiritual scene and leading those that aren't stable within the mo their own selves into a state of like spiritual psychosis and all this kind of stuff. Like I just, I get so frustrated about it and it's so often and so common out there now that you just read through all of these, you know, I, I, I call them attention seeking content blurbs just to get the attention. Now, as you may also know, my thoughts and feelings on portals, you know, January 11th, not only was everybody talking about, oh my goodness, the solar blasts are aligned with the, you know, the 111 portal. Oh my goodness, cringeworthy. I almost didn't even want to, you know, scroll through social media that day because just everybody jumping on this portal wagon, there was no portal. Okay, a portal is when there's an actual alignment out in our universe, in our galaxy that would provide an information stream to actually beam into the Earth's atmosphere from the outside external realm of what it is that we can see in our solar system. That is what a true portal is. You know, you have everybody talking about numerology. Yes, numerology is a powerful thing. And yes, the collective hive mind is a powerful thing. So if everybody believes that the portal is a portal, then is it actually a portal? Well, whatever you believe in is actually real to you. So I guess it would be a portal. But they, they're taking the solar flare issue that is overhyped. And they're taking this, you know, portal thing, which is overhyped. And they're meshing it together. And what you have is people, again, who don't have a strong sense of self going absolutely batshit crazy and losing their effing minds because they don't know what to think. They don't know what to believe. And it's very, very scary. And that's why I hesitate. You know, I have requests all the time to do uh, rants and podcasts about you know, very controversial topics. And sometimes I actually sit down and I record them. And then when it's time for me to publish that, I'm like, you know what? No, 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 not speaking on it. I'm pulling back because a lot of the time there is only a very small handful of people that are able to listen to information, good, bad, or otherwise, and actually listen to their own inner voice. The majority of people are looking for somebody else to tell them their truth so that they can align with someone else's perspective, someone else's beliefs, someone else's information. And that is very dangerous. That is very scary. And I don't want to be one of those people that other people follow thinking that I have the absolute truth. What I have is my truth. What I have is my experience. What I have is my understanding. And although you can kind of use that disclaimer before I, you know, go on a rant about things that, you know, people are very interested in learning, you still get the people that, that will come at you and literally think that what you say is gospel. And I've, I've struggled over the years of doing readings because again, I am very torn on readings. I actually don't believe that we're supposed to know about the future. I, I don't think that that is, is helpful. Um, I'm very torn on the readings because a lot of people, because I'm able to accurately tell them things that they've never spoken outside themselves, they kind of give you this whole like Messiah type of vibe, like that I'm higher or more special or more connected to the divine or to God or to whoever it is that they think is higher up. And it's a very, very gross feeling for me. I am just a human. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, trust me, I'm, I'm not a fan of humans. So I, I don't, you know, they don't speak very highly of being a human, but I am just human. And yes, I might have, quote unquote, a gift, even though, you know, it's a debate whether it's a gift or a curse in my perspective. Um, but we all have these abilities, right? We all have them. Some people have to actively work a little bit harder to open those abilities up and strengthen those abilities than other people. And, and for other people, they come very naturally. And if it wasn't for my near-death experience and the huge amounts of electricity that they pumped through my body trying to resuscitate me three times, I likely would not have the same quote-unquote gifts or abilities as I do right now. But I just don't like the perception of a lot of these people who are just, you know, unstable within themselves, looking to people like myself and to the fakers out there 
for guidance, for truth, for experience. It makes me very uncomfortable. And that's why I hesitate a lot of the time to talk about a lot of the things that y'all really asked me to dive into and, and want me to talk about. So, you know, this stemmed off from the planet acts from the Nibiru thing. Okay. And I, I just want you to do your own informa your own informational research on it. And listen to your intuition on it. And same with the solar flares and same with the portals. Like you really got to listen to yourself on this. And, you know, here, here's another thing. I'm going to deviate. I'm going to pivot here for, for two seconds. But today, as I speak to you, is Friday the 13th, which is actually a very lucky day. Now, you know, we've been conditioned to think that Friday the 13th is a very bad day, a very unlucky day. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, essentially speaking, we are, you know, kind of positioned to think that 13 is an unlucky, bad omen type of number because it's the most powerful number that you could even align with. And it comes back to the 13, you know, lunar cycle, 13 month lunar cycle. And the 13 months of, you know, take a good look at the Ethiopia calendar. They're actually more true to where it is that we're at standing in time than we are here, especially in the Western, you know, parts of civilization. But 13 is, you know, a, a huge number for a lot of reasons. And, you know, some's going to say, oh, well, no, it's bad. It's connected to the 13 bloodlines that run the world. Well, guess what? The 13 bloodlines aren't all bad. You know, everybody is is too caught up in, oh, this is good or bad. OK, what you got to remember is we're here to bring the good and bad together. This is a path of balance, a path of polarization, a path of dualistic natures that we need to bring together. You know, it bothers me greatly when everybody talk about, you know, the Freemasons. Oh, the Freemasons are bad. Well, as with anything, there are a group of Freemasons that are not good. Oh, the black and white checkerboard. That's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's a power thing. And again, you'll hear me talk about information is power. And who uses that information for good or evil makes it good or evil. It's not predominantly good or evil. You know, people, people just so quick to jump on the either or train, not re realizing that we are both. It is up to us to alchemize both parts. That's how we free ourselves from this earth prison is that we walk the middle line, right? This, this isn't about black or white. This is about the gray area. And, you know, this is, this is a lot to do with just being, I'm going to say, informed enough to be able to criticize and have a perspective understanding or judgment, but not informed enough to understand where the line needs to be drawn in these quote unquote bad things. Okay. Nothing is all bad. Nothing is all good. There's a little bit of each in everything and it's our jobs to find that middle ground. So Friday the 13th is, is a very powerful day. First of all, Venus rules over Fridays, you know, the moon is in Libra here today. She rules over the Libra and moon. Uh, this is a year of seven. She rules over the number seven. She and Pluto had an amazing aspect the very first day of January, which means that Venus is in power for this whole entire year. And Friday the 13th is nothing to, you know, run away from. And if you think that it's bad and you have a bad taste in your mouth about the the number 13 or, you know, Friday the 13th, that I'm sorry, but you have a lot to unlearn. And again, it comes down with trusting your gut, trusting your intuition on a lot of things. And I also want to talk about the fact how on magical days, and we'll call this a magical day just because it has a lot more power than, you know, than not. Um, it's always a interesting time to see how our energy manifests on days such as today. And a lot of people are sitting in anger. And a lot of that is due to Mars. Yep, we'll give it that. Uh, but high vibrational days where we have a high potential of manifesting such as today, um, we typically speaking are triggered by the lower vibrational frequencies in order to not take advantage of the higher vibrational frequencies that we should be sitting in in order to take advantage of the opportunistic, magical manifesting days such as today. And even if you know better, sometimes you can't change the way that you feel. And I know many people are struggling with anger 
frustration, agitation, a lot of this is due to Mars. And, you know, we're at the end of our rope. We can't take it anymore. We got no Fs to give. We're exhausted, but yet our inner realm is raging. You know, we have passions and desires that we want to pursue, but we have no clue where to start or how to even do it. And, you know, the, the solar flares that have been popping off, of course, have been exasperating either the good or bad that you've been sitting in. Here's another mini rant for you. I read a lot of posts, especially on the on the uh, creators out there that like to capitalize on hyping these particular events up. And you get you get some creators that are like, oh, the vibrations are so high. It's so magical. I'm feeling blissful. I've been seeing, you know, like psychedelic kaleidoscope type of colors in the back of my peripheral and everything just feels so loving and blah, blah, blah. And then you get people commenting on those particular posts like, well, what's wrong with me then? Because I feel heavy and weighted and I feel sad and I feel like I'm going to kill myself. And then and again, the, the spiritual psychosis kicks in because you get a the large group of people talking about how great they feel and whether or not it's even true or real or authentic that that's actually how they feel or they're just, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. We'll never know. But you got a whole group of people talking about how light and fluffy and how beautiful and positive and how, you know, just everything is just great in the world. And it makes the other large group of people that aren't feeling that hype feel like there's something wrong with them. Okay, now let me be very clear. As light workers, okay, if you're listening to this, you're likely a light worker, because why else would you care to listen to this kind of information if you weren't? Many light workers are here helping in a lot of different roles. Let me say this if you are feeling heavy, feeling weighted, feeling the exhaustion, feeling like you're at the end of your rope, feeling the anger, feeling the frustration, you are a transmuter. What does that mean? It means that you are here to take the weight, the shadow realm weight of the collective, and you are here to transform it into something lighter. Does it feel good? No. Did you sign up for the wrong roller task? Yeah, probably. But there's obviously a strength. You obviously have a gift. You also obviously have you know, a perseverance to you. That means that you've been through some shit in your life and you're still trucking along. You're still a survivor and you know, you're going to get through this too. But that means you are a transmuter. If you are someone who genuinely feels light and fluffy and vibrant, and like everything is good in the world, then guess what? You are a grid worker, which means that you're not feeling the heaviness. You're not feeling the weight because you're not taking on anybody else's energy except for you. Why? Because you've decided that you are able to keep those higher vibration frequencies going in your physical body and you are sending a signal out in your vicinity in order to try to raise the vibration of the people around you. Whether you know this or not, we are all positioned on this earth plane for a reason. We all have our own quote unquote territories that we're able able to affect energetically speaking. And if you are real and raw and vulnerable in the fact that with these solar blasts that you are feeling on top of the world and you're in a state of bliss and you're happy and everything is perfect, then congratulations to you. You have a great role to play. It is your duty to keep in those high vibes, to share that love, to share that light and to bring the vibration of those around you up to a higher realm. Not very many of us have that particular job. Most of us are transmuters, which means that we are feeling the heaviness, the weight, the weight, the aches, the pains, the anger. And my goodness, has the anger ever been strong? Not that I want to get into much of my personal life here, but you want to talk about Mercury retrogrades. Well, I have had my appliance installation goes so freaking wrong that they actually caused damage to my brand new place that is going to need corrected. Still didn't get the appliances installed. I had the old province that I was living in charge me for the power that the new people living in my old place have incurred. I have had 
uh, Amazon boxes go missing, stolen by new neighbors that have resulted in an absolute shit show of, you know, getting my money back or getting my items back or what have you. I have had double mortgage payments taken out. I have had double insurance payments taken out. I have had appliances break. I have had uh, computer meltdowns. And you know what? Because we're coming into the last days of Mercury being retrograde, you can expect a whole lot of Mercury retrograde dysfunction to take place in a short amount of time. And let me tell you, it is going to frustrate you to the absolute nines where you may almost lose your shit because Mars is now direct as well. There's a lot of pent up anger and aggression. The information, the situation, the circumstances that are coming at us right now are so freaking frustrating, mostly because we don't have control over it. That is just pushing us to the freaking edge. Now, coming into this week, I noticed a very interesting pattern. We have a lot of nines showing up this week, nine aspects taking place. We have the moon just after the moon hits the last quarter moon, 24 degrees in Libra and energy, we shift into Scorpio energy. Scorpio energy is tough on everybody because we have to do a deep dive in the darkness in order to transform that into light. It's a very transformative time. And it's coming at a time where A, we're jumping into all these nine sequence patterns this week, which is a wrap up and ending a completion point. B, we have wrapping up of Capricorn season, karmic in nature, heavy as F, a lot of existential dread and dark night of the soul energy coming up on top of the Scorpio energy. C, we are wrapping up Mercury retrograde. When I say to you that we are going to feel like we just cannot take any more before we enter into the dark phase in the moon. Oh my goodness. We're really going to have to dig deep. We're really going to have to muster up a lot of courage and bravery. We're really going to have to exercise a lot of self-discipline, a lot of self-control this week because things, you know how sometimes it's not the big thing that sets you off. It's the series of a million little things that breaks the camel's back. That is where we're at, my friends, and it's going to be a very, very tricky type of week. Yes, we're bringing things to an end, thank goodness, but are we, you know, in more energy in order to deal with that? Not really. The energy that we're feeling because Mars shifted into a direct position is restlessness and anxiety and anger and agitation And on top of the exhaustion that we have, it's like our inner realms are revved up, ready to go, ready to throw down and just fight anyone. And the physical exhaustion that we have is just like, you know what, I'm going to jump into this fight and I'm going to lose because I don't even have the energy to fight. But yet I have the want, need, desire and will to fight it out, to fight for something, to fight a person, like whatever the case may be. Like we just want to hulk out. We want to rage out and we don't know what to do with this energy. And, you know, to to add on to the fact that we are already low on Fs, that we literally just, you know, whatever, whatever. I love the saying it is what it is because it's it's like a, a, a true testament of, hey, can't change it. Don't want to accept it. Got no energy to think about it. It is what it is. Well, that is kind of where we're going to be at this week, except I think that we're going to be alive and well with our anger and frustration on the inner realm than we ever could be, especially when all these Mercury retrograde things are just going to be popping off. I don't know if you noticed, but the daily energy forecast that I put out for Friday, the 13th, sounded wacky as F. And I don't know if you even care to know this, but A, took me five times to actually record that energy forecast. I usually do most of my forecasts in one shot. Most of them do not require any editing whatsoever unless my dogs pop off in the background. Um, And it took me five times to do that energy forecast. And then With the completed forecast, I was playing it back, realized my headset, even though it was in, it was plugged in, it was not recording me. It was my, you know, normal phone mic that was recording me. 
It was echoey. It sounded like I was in a tin can. There was no way I was doing it over again. Tried to manipulate it in my audio software in order to make it sound half decent. Couldn't do that. Finally got to an end of it where I thought I was literally going to cry. And I'm not a crier. I usually only cry when I'm angry and when I'm frustrated. And I was ready to cry. And I said, you know what? It's, it's one forecast. It's one 15-minute forecast out of all the forecasts that I do that doesn't sound good, but the OCD was popping in me, you know, the perfectionism was popping in me and I couldn't control it and I was exhausted and I didn't have the energy to do it again. So that's why it was put out the way that it was. But it's things like that on top of the other million little small things that tried to crack me and break me this week that pushed me to a a point where I literally wanted to cry. And I feel like many people are feeling that state here and now. And I feel like we are going to can be continued to be triggered and activated by these types of things as we move throughout the week. Now, as we get closer to Mercury coming out of that retrograde and going direct, we're going to feel that mental confusion. We're going to feel that mental exhaustion. At this point, so many of us have been debating between things or trying to piece together things or trying to explore different thoughts, different ideas, different directions. At this point, we just want to decide so that we don't have to think about it anymore. Like we're tired of trying to think about it. We're tired of trying to keep a positive mind an open mind an optimistic mind. Like we're tired. And a lot of this is just Capricorn season. We will kind of get that renewal back. I want to talk about a renewal for a second. On the 18th, which is the day that Mercury goes direct, we have 14 different aspects taking place. And out of the rest of the week, 14 is a super, super jam-packed energetic day. But what we also have taking place on that same day is the Sun and Pluto coming together. They're conjuncting one another. That means that the Sun has reached the degree in Capricorn season that Pluto is currently sitting in. And this is going to be the last time that the sun and Pluto conjunct in Capricorn energy in our lifetime. Okay, Pluto takes roughly about 20 years sitting in a sign. So this is why in March, don't know if you know this, if you listen to the forecast, you would know, Um, don't know if you are, are, are really understanding the fact that like, we Pluto's shifting into Aquarius energy in March. And yes, granted, he will dip back into Capricorn energy before setting up camp permanently in Aquarius energy in 2024. But he will stay there for 20 freaking years. He's been in Capricorn energy since 2008. We're in the very final critical degrees of what this whole Plutonian lesson in Capricorn energy was supposed to teach us, which is basically the destruction, the dismantling of, you know, the capitalistic society that we live in and, and bringing those bigger systems and societal structures to a crumble. That's what the Great Awakening was all about. We've seen the beginnings of that in our physical realm with the collapse of the economy in in 2008. And now we're bringing things full circle. The sun shines a bright light. Okay, it's 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 a refresher. The sun is a life force energy. Right. And and in conjunction with Pluto, this is like our rebirth. Okay, this is a renewal. This is a huge amount of healing. Yes, it might illuminate where some power struggles are still alive and well in us. We will bringing be bringing those to a full completion point over the course of this year, preparing for a brand new system foundation and structure to work with as we move into this Aquarian energy. But it's like it's, it's a time of personal empowerment. It's a time of positive change. But what we know to be true is that any time that we kind of get close to these very pivotal um, shifting days, things always get dark. It's always the darkest for the dawn. And let me tell you, on the 18th, we are embracing a dawn like we haven't embraced in a very long time. And it's going to feel like a little bit much, you know, we're essentially going through a karmic death. This is what the dark night of the soul is all about. And, you know, it's a tougher time in Capricorn energy because Capricorn energy is ruled over by Saturn and Saturn is the Lord of Karma. And he likes to give us tough love life lessons. And then you have the God of the underworld, which is Pluto, who likes to teach us about self empowerment through the pain and the trauma and the suffering that we all have to go through. Like it's a lot. 
But let me just say that we go through this, like Mercury goes direct, we go through this Sun and Pluto conjunction, we sit in it for like 24 hours, the Sun shifts into Aquarius energy, we're already feeling lighter and brighter, we're already gaining perspective. Then we're in the dark phase of the moon, then we have this new moon energy that just totally puts us in a state of, I'm going to say, inner reflection and a state of physical paralysis so that we can slow the body down and really be reflective enough to examine what it is that has been destroyed, has been dismantled in our lives, um, what it is we no longer want to experience so that we can create a framework to plant the seeds of intention under this new moon. Because of course, this is at a one degree 33 minute which is another clean slate for us to start building towards the next two year cycle. So we're just going to be spinning, you know, spinning, spinning, spinning. And it's almost like, you know, when you look at your computer and sometimes it just, you know, says it's loading, that's going to be us. That's going to be us towards the end of this week into the following week. We're just spinning. We're just loading. Should we shut it down? Are we going to get that fearful black screen? Are we going to have to, you know, just force quit? Are we going to have to just, you know, reinstall the operating program? We don't know. We just know that that damn thing is just a spinning and we are running out of patience. We are running out of patience. We are all low on apps. We don't know where to buy them. We don't know how to restore them. We have this shift taking place. We don't know what it means for us. We're expecting clarity. It's not coming fast enough. We have all of this inner energy, restlessness, anxiety, anger. We don't know what to do with it. We're supposed to be moving forward. We have no clue what direction we're even supposed to be going in. So we're just spinning, right? We're just freaking spinning. Now, the exhaustion in our physical body is, you know, expected to continue until we bust out a Capricorn season. Um, I'm very proud of you all who have been paying more attention to where the aches and pains are showing up in your physical body because that's illuminating where the emotional and energetic blockages are in your energy body having to kind of you know, really go into the depths of the emotional pain and trauma that could be creating that dis-ease in your physical body. Um, we're going to be feeling those aches and pains as we kind of move towards this very pivotal shift. And it's going to feel cray-cray. We've been feeling cray-cray. And when we move into this Aquarian energy, it's going to feel even more cray-cray because we're going from this low and slow energy to almost like this peak manic state. And this Aquarian energy ruled over by both Saturn and Uranus, the modern day ruler is Uranus. Um, it's, it affects the central nervous system. And it's going to feel like we're in a whirlwind. We have Mercury just going direct. So we're kind of, you know, feeling dizzy and everything anyways. Keep in mind that Mercury being in a retrograde is like he's on drugs, right? And then to wake up from drugs, you're all disoriented and everything's spinning and you're having to piece together what just happened. And, you know, it's very disorientating, just discombobulating. And with this Aquarian energy, we're going to get a bunch of flashes. Now flashes in our visual eyes, right? We've been going through a, a change in our sensory system, uh, flashes in our eyes, orbs in our eyes, sparkling in our eyes. We're also getting flashes of vision, flashes in our dream state, flashes of memories. This is this whole like trying to bridge the gap from pulling out of a retrograde and having to look back to actually bring it into the present moment. And at the same time, gaining huge amounts of insight and perspective on where it is that we're supposed to be going from here. Now talking about the sensory symptoms here, the whispers, can you hear the whispers? Can you hear people just say your name, but you're by yourself? Can you hear beeping? As if you're like, you know, witnessing alarms going off on a dashboard and you're looking around and it ain't the TV and it ain't the phone. And especially when you're sitting in silence and you're hearing conversations going on, kind of feels like you're kind of slipping in and out of, uh, you know, when you scan through the radio and sometimes you can pick up a channel and it's faintly there, but it's not really there. And you're, you're picking up on that. Well, this is, this is us. We are radio frequencies. And when we change our vibration and our frequency, we can, you know, kind of pick up on other distant frequencies and, and, and vibrations and noise, if you will, galactic noise. And, and that's kind of what we're moving into. And especially in this Aquarian energy, Aquarian energy is, is like alien. It's alien to us. Why? Because former, you know, higher and, and, and levels of intelligence seem alien to us. 
You know, people want to talk about angels all the time. Angels aren't really what you think they are. Angels and demons are pretty much the same thing. They're just angles of light frequency and vibration. They're not angels. They're angles of light vibration and frequency. And, and what they really are, are aliens. We are aliens. We are not of this earth, right? So the alien uh, concept of things that don't make sense to us, things that aren't normal to us will be even more emphasized as we move through this Aquarian energy. Um, with like I, I talked about earlier, like going from the Earth energy of Capricorn to the Aquarian energy, it does kind of feel a little bit manic. And it feels like we're going cray cray because of the visions, because of the dreams, because of the, uh, the ideas, the epiphanies out of nowhere, just like, damn, now that makes sense to me. You know, I've been working on trying to absorb that lesson for the last 20 years and just hit you like a ton of bricks when you're doing the dishes, which makes no sense. There's a lot coming at us from the higher realms of intelligence in Aquarian energy. And all of a sudden we go from this like deep, dark night of the soul to this very high and inspired and motivated inner realm intelligence energy. And it feels very disorienting. Our energy levels are going to be all over the place because Mars just went direct, right? That's a huge lesson in energy management. You know, we have all of this pent up energy and aggression. We don't know what to do with it. We, we want to move forward. We're not really supposed to move forward. It's like green light, red light, green light, red light. You know, what are we supposed to do here? And, you know, especially this week when we're going to be kind of hit with the last oomph, if you will, of Mercury being retrograde, you know, with all these little tech breakdowns while our energy levels are going to soar on the side of anger and and not being able to communicate and speak properly well that's frustrating super frustrating when you're trying to like say a word that is just normal like water bottle and you can't think of the word for for the life of you if somebody paid you a million dollars right now to be able to say the word water bottle or to even think the word water bottle you probably wouldn't be able to do it because Mercury is messing with your mind. So we can't speak properly. And that is frustrating. That kind of contributes to the energetic management that we need to be having because we can go from zero to 60 in less than 60 seconds and back again. And that is very Mars energy. And we're very quick to speak. We're in Gemini energy still. Mars is in Gemini energy, communication, Thoughts, ideas, expression. We're very aggressive with it. We're throwing tantrums, if you will. We're like screaming because we can't spit the word water bottle out. I'm just using that as an example, obviously, but I'm just stating like simple things just become this big thing and then it frustrates us. And then, you know, our energy levels are all over the place. And then we have to, you know, bring ourselves back and center ourselves once again. And it's, it's a lot of energy. And we just are low on energy right now. So it's a little bit all over the place. Now, dryness, okay? My hands are so freaking dry. My skin is dry. My lips are dry. I can chug a whole water bottle, <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge, a whole water bottle of water and still be freaking thirsty, right? It's, it's, it's almost like we're drying up. And essentially we are because we are ending a karmic chapter, a karmic cycle here. We're drying up and it, it feels like we're drying up, like we can't be hydrated enough at this point. And the dryness and the thirst keep the water to you and, you know, do what you can to moisturize your skin. Now, I do feel like we are going to see a lot more wax buildup in our ears again, the itchiness coming back to our ears, especially if you are hearing those whispers, hearing the beeping, hearing, you know, those radio frequencies come in and out. Our, our hearing is changing as well, like our audio, visual, sensory perceptions, they're changing, they're expanding, they're becoming a little bit more intense. And so we have to kind of expect the physical hint, hint, nudge, nudge that things are changing, especially as we approach the sun conjuncting Pluto. This is essentially our empowerment, our rebirth, our renewal. We're going to have some foot cramps, some foot spasms. Why? Because we're so eager to take a step forward, but we're not quite there yet. I'm going to tell you how this can manifest. Um, a couple of years ago, about five years ago now, I ripped all the tendons in my, I think it was right foot. And it was in the winter time and I needed to take my dogs out. And I was literally crawling 
I, I put my snowsuit on and I was literally crawling outdoors like a dog because I could not walk on my foot. It was very painful. And to this day, still flares up. I'm still aware that there was an injury there. Well, this time around, um, my dog, my puppy, my 90 plus pound puppy, he's afraid of the stairs here in this new place. And I'm trying very, very nicely to give him confidence and to encourage him to do the stairs, but he gets a little bit frantic and then he wipes himself out and, you know, hasn't fallen down the stairs per se, but I can imagine feeling unsafe and unstable on these stairs that he feels like he's falling down the stairs. Anyways, long story short, the other day he had a little bit of a wipeout mid stair and came down on my left foot so freaking hard that his little paws and his claws indented in my foot so freaking hard that my whole foot is now a bruise and it hurts so badly and I have cramps and tremors and everything else in it and the very first thing that anytime anything happens to me physically the first thing I ask myself is okay what is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn here so um, you know, I'm in a new environment. I have a lot of um, things that are big changes to me that I don't feel quite safe and secure in as of yet. Because again, my whole reality has changed. Left foot, I know, is a lot to do with emotions and being taken care of. And this is the first time in my life that I'm actually in a place where I am safe and secure and stable. But yet emotionally speaking, I'm still, I'm going to say, reacting as if the previous 38 years of trauma and pain and suffering and instability and not being safe is still very alive and well in my physical body. And, you know, here we have a clash of my physical circumstances versus my emo emotional circumstances. And this is manifested in my foot. So here we have to walk forward, we have to feel safe, we have to feel secure because our circumstances are dictating that that is true in my circumstance, I should say. But yet emotionally speaking, I'm still waiting for the ball to drop. I'm still waiting for the rug to be just, you know, ripped out from under my feet. I'm waiting for the sky to fall because that has been the last 38 years of my experience of my life. And I would love to just throw that caution to the wind and to wrap up that pain and, and trauma pattern. And, and I'm constantly telling myself things are different now. I'm safe. I'm secure. I'm stable. Everything's good. There's no need to feel this way. But the trauma is still stuck in our physical bodies. We store it in our cellular memory. And so I took this whole, you know, dog paw bruise foot thing as an aha moment that, you know what, I have to slow myself down here and I have to recognize where I'm disconnected with my physical body, with my emotions, with my physical circumstances, with my emotional past. And it is a constant reminder because my foot is all bruised to F and it's very sore to, to walk on and to move to move about with. Um, but it's a constant reminder now that when I have that discomfort in my foot, I bring my attention back and I say, okay, I'm safe. I'm secure. I'm stable. That was the past. This is now, you know, and, and constantly trying to remove that energy blockage that obviously needed my attention and manifested it in such a way that, you know what, my, my dog, who is named after the sun, mind you, his name is Ravi. Um, you know, the sun is life force energy. Um, the sun is, is basically shining a bright light on what it is that I need to work through. And Ravi brought this attention to my foot by creating this wound. It's a physical manifestation of the energy blockage that I wasn't paying attention to that I'm now very much aware of because my freaking foot hurts like in MFR. Okay. So this is just an example. You know, people always ask, well, how is this supposed to show up? Like, what does this mean? And blah, blah, blah. That's just a personal example of how that particular, you know, ascension symptom, if you will, has manifested in my life. Doesn't mean that you need a dog to half fall down the stairs and step on your foot and totally break all the blood vessels in your foot in order for you to learn the lesson. It could manifest in a different way. I'm just saying that you have to be a little bit more aware and mindful to the things that happen to your physical body and ask the deeper meaning, the deeper lesson, the deeper purpose behind why these things happen to you. Back to the ears for a second, because I missed this and I think it's important. 
we're going to be having airplane ears come in and out. So, you know, when you're in an airplane, there's a lot of pressure in your head. This is especially going to happen uh, the day, two days-ish prior to Mercury going direct and maybe a day or two after. Um, but the pressure in your head when you're in an airplane and you're kind of like you're, you're ascending, you're going up, you're going up further and further in the sky and the pressure just becomes more and more. Then all of a sudden you swallow the right way and it clicks and cracks and everything is right in the world again. Well, that will be happening more and more frequently to us this week, especially just with Mercury kind of shifting, if you will, and pressurizing our mental plane, our headspace. I want you to pay attention to the blemishes that show up on your skin this week. Cuts, bruises, pimples, rash, uh, just little, you know, little itchy spots, whatever the case may be. Just pay attention to the blemishes, what kind of blemishes they are, where they're arriving on your physical body, because that's an indicator that um, that particular area of your body is going through a very, very deep healing. Because again, the skin is the largest organ and usually the last sign that we see that there is a problem and that there is a resolution taking place deeper within our body. So guys, you know, the normal, I'm going to say the normal ascension symptoms, cold and flu symptoms, um, you know, digestive issues, all of those are pretty standard. They come and go depending on the influx of energy and where it is that you're at in your journey. It's not that I don't feel it, you know, that they're important because, of course, they are. They're all part of the process, but they're kind of the normal ones that we can expect to constantly be there as we go through these, I'm going to say, more specialized areas of uh, energy manifesting in our physical bodies. Because, again, that's what ascension symptoms essentially are. So I think that's all that I'm going to cover for this week. I want to thank you guys so much for being with me, for spending your time, your energy, your attention with me. I want to thank you for all the love and support that you continuously show my way. I want to thank you for showing up for me, but I want to thank you mostly for showing up for yourself. I'm sending you so much love. I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.